0: Welcome to Excited by the Science, brought to you by the experts at Eddons.
1: Hi everyone, this is Michael Judge, coming to you from Winnipeg in Canada. And as you might be able to tell, I'm using artificial light at the moment because it gets dark very early in Winnipeg this time of the year. On the other hand, we do have a beautiful coating of snow outside. So today I wanted to talk to you about a really fascinating paper that I recently read Um, The title of the paper is Metals from Spacecraft Reentry in Stratospheric Aerosol Particles. Now this might seem like a rather unusual topic for um, an analysis of a scientific paper, but I found this topic very interesting for a number of reasons, and I'd like to tell you about what what I learned from looking through this paper. It turns out that In Earth's stratosphere, there are a vast number of nanometer-sized particles which comprise an aerosol made up of sulfuric acid. Many of these particles contain metals in addition to the sulfuric acid as a result of the ablation of meteors that enter the Earth's atmosphere and burn up. So there are already metallic elements such as aluminum in these stratospheric sulfuric acid um, aerosols. However, There are numerous man-made satellites that are going into space all the time. I understood, of course, uh, as I'm sure you all do, that there are many, many satellites currently in low Earth orbit. I was surprised to learn, however, that there are currently many thousands of these satellites and many more planned for the future. The authors of this paper mention that as many as 50,000 new satellites may be put into low Earth orbit by 2030. That's an incredible number of devices orbiting around the Earth. Many of these satellites eventually reach the end of their their life cycle, or for other reasons will re-enter the atmosphere, where about 90% of the material comprising the device will burn up upon re-entry. In addition to satellites, things like upper stage motors also fall into the atmosphere. When these burn up, they of course release the various materials that they're made out of, and the authors were interested in looking at whether or not these metals that are released enter these stratospheric aerosol particles the same way that metals from meteors do. To uh, analyze this this scenario, they performed a really astonishing experiment where they put a time-of-flight mass spectrometer mounted on an aircraft that is used by NASA for atmospheric research. It turns out that some of the stratospheric air is pulled down closer to Earth's surface near the poles. So this aircraft departed from Fairbanks, Alaska, and it went up about 19 kilometers where it was able to sample some of these aerosol particles that had been drawn down from the stratosphere. The way that this works is really fascinating. As the aircraft flies through the atmosphere, it draws in air, and the device in front of the mass spectrometer uses interferometry to determine that particles have entered, and upon recognizing a particle, it uses an ultraviolet laser to essentially vaporize that aerosol particle, and then uses the time of flight mass spectrometer to analyze for about 20 different elements, primarily metals that are contained or may be contained in the particles. Using this technique, they were able to analyze about half a million particles with a very high level of sensitivity and came up with some really interesting results. What they found was that indeed many many of these aerosol particles that they sampled contained metals that they concluded must have come from spacecraft that had re-entered Earth. This conclusion was based on things like the ratios of various metals as well as the presence of um, various more rare or exotic metals like hafnium or niobium that would not be expected to appear in in the stratosphere. On this basis, they came to the conclusion that human activity is greatly increasing the metal content of these aerosol particles. The authors weren't able to conclusively state what the repercussions might be of this, but they thought that it might change things like the nucleation of particles, radiative forcing in the stratosphere, and it also might act to conduct large quantities of metals such as copper, into regions at the poles which don't normally have a high metal loading. All in all, this was a really interesting paper on an unusual but important topic, and I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to go and read it. Thanks very much. Bye for now.
0: Asking the right questions is key to making breakthrough scientific discoveries and advancements. And as the research landscape grows more competitive and complex, finding innovative, interdisciplinary research ideas is more important than ever. The right questions address the most important issues in your field and make it easier for you to conduct high-impact research. At Ed-ons, we can help you to generate these questions, outline a potential study, and present it in a way that helps you to secure funding and quickly make your idea a reality. Our team of creative experts will conduct a deep analysis of the research landscape in your field, identifying gaps, finding the right questions, and helping you find inspiration for your next project. We can also help develop innovative study concepts, a synopsis, and a full protocol. So you'll have a study that is very likely to be accepted by a high-impact, peer-reviewed publication. Let Edons help you to make informed decisions save time, money and resources so that you can advance your field and make the
1: world a better place.